Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello, hello. I went to you first and stopped you having a sip of tea. I apologize. Yes. Bertie is also here. Yes, I am. How are and you? He's been... <laughs> well, thank you. Bertie mm-hmm. has been on the wine. Yeah. A little bit. A little Just bit. a little bit. Oh, I, mi- I, mi- I missed this. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long day. It's been a long day, so I just need a, a little liquid to, you know, get me through the rest of this. Yeah, that's fair enough. Right. He he heard he heard Anana and Amrabata coming back, and he started. It, it, that was the first uh, like glass, and then I heard the Jose rumor, and I had a second one. Yeah. You know, just 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 to help me out. So. <laughs> very very necessary. Um, mm-hmm. What one reason to uh, to not drink? Well, actually, no, it could go either way. Uh, Nigeria is somehow now the favorites to win the African Cup of Nations. How are we feeling? Scared. <laughs> you don't want scared. this pressure. Are there, are there favorites? No. Are there favorites in uh, Africa? Like on paper. Like, we're, I, like it's either on we're paper. favorites because we're the only nation that like the Western media knows as good anymore, like on that list. And also, we talk way too much on Twitter, so you probably just see Nigerians making noise on Twitter, so it feels <laughs> like we're the favorites anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, all the favorites pre-tournament are out. You've got Morocco, uh, Senegal, even... Who else? There's someone else. Well, I mean, Ivory Coast are still in it as the host. You can never kind of really write off the hosts. Um, I think, it. I mean, on paper, it would be Ivory Coast and... And Nigeria, but Cape Verde is putting in some good performances, etc. You know, yeah. Ordinarily, right? Like you would have said Ivory Coast, but let's recap a little bit. Ivory Coast, we're not actually sure that they were going to make it out the group stage. Nigeria mm-hmm. did did beat them, by the way, but they were not sure that they were going to make it out the group stage. They sacked their coach and tried to get Herve Renard, the great African explorer, on loan. <laughs> so they didn't actually have. A head coach, <laughs> and then they they got through, and then somehow they just figured it out, and they're in the. It's a quarterfinals coming up, I think it is, right? So like, it's yeah, very that, very that very guy, strange. that guy is, is is like Tarzan. He looks like Tarzan. <laughs> he dresses like Tarzan. He's swinging between African nations, like it's just too similar. Yeah, yeah. He's a look. I know he took the French women's job, but I feel like he took it under duress because he really wants (laughs) to be on the continent. Like I really think that's where he wants to be. (laughs) Jump, jump out of the African side. Show show that he can do something else. It's like Ben Stiller doing an action movie. (laughs) (laughs) It would just look wrong. It it reminds like Mo. He reminds me of when you went to Kenya and you were like that. There was. it was the opposite that there were lots of white women who were there for like African love. I'm like, well, he's probably that. That's a guy. The opposite. Oh, uh, Herb Renard is a sex tourist. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. <laughs> but he also wins football games. Yeah, but he also wins football games. You got to have something else, you know. Yeah. I do wish. Yeah. 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 I do wish he'd have been able to take that job just for the last few games of the tournament. It would have been very funny. And it was very cheeky of Cote d'Ivoire to ask, but fair enough. 
Yeah, you because know, I think idea. I think the, the logic was like there's nothing actually happening in the women's international game right now or whatever. Like there's a big break, so like you know just come and do your thing for what three games. And you know he begged to like he I, he went to the French officials and was like, please <laughs> let me go. And they were like, he, am, how am would I, this look he, on us? <laughs> am I crazy or, is, or was he managing Saudi in the World Cup? He was. Yeah, no, he was. Right. There's footage of that right. team talk at halftime against oh, Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Where his uh, where his uh, translator strike the matches energy, which is always hilarious to me. So funny. It's always it's... so funny because I'm like, you can translate, I get it, but you also have to show the same emotion so that I, you know he can't be like, you motherfuckers, you have to win this game. And the translator just goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. But then again, there's the there's the Arab commentators. So I feel like that that the trans if the translator is anything like that, that's the default energy, regardless. Like Kervin could yeah, be speaking... like, "Good morning," and it's gonna be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Full, yeah, full speaking, blown speaking Arab. Speaking of uh, speaking of Arab commentators, all the Arabs I think are out. All the North Africans are out because you know, as we know, there's there's two parts of Africa. This is not one united Afcon. There's yeah, always yeah. two there's, parts. There's, there's Africa the and the Middle Arab, East. North, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so it, it's always like all the North, the North African white boys, and then the yeah. Africans. And you're like, okay, wh- which which part of Africa is gonna win the tournament before the team? You know. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the tweets where they're like, Afcon starts now. <laughs> Honestly, it's not wrong. It's like That's okay, very funny. now we're now we're serious. Now it's the African tournament. Let's do this right. Yeah. <laughs> one one guy was like, because I always like 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 when Mo was younger and uh, less polished of a human being, it was like you would hear him be like, "I'm African" when he's around the Nigerians and the Ghanaians, and then with the Arabs, he's Arab. <laughs> and I was like, Mo, what are you doing? Like like, what's going on here? So like, all the tweets are like. Oh, you were you were African a week ago. <laughs> to me, to me, the Egypt being the nation with the highest number of Afcon wins is like Eminem being the best rapper. It's like it just doesn't sit right. It's like something's off here. You know, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so um, so yeah, they're, they're, like, we're not that far, bro. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. We draw the line at, at the south of Egypt. That's it. It's mm. Egypt, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria. That's it. That's the four representatives representatives of the uh, the Arab world. In, so, uh, it sounds like you might be uh, setting up your own little tournament, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the francophone. We have one. There's like the francophone something French speaking countries. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, it, it stopped happening. I think I know, but it stopped uh, happening. But it used to happen. Like all these countries on the Mediterranean would have a little thing on their own. The French speaking hmm. countries and or basically the countries that France invaded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, There's the a West the, African the Giles used to have that too. It was like England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, or whatever. I think everyone yep. just got sick of being beaten by England. <laughs> you say that Fair. with no no pride in your voice. At no, all. not at all. But like, why would you bother doing that? <laughs> it sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of England, you want to jump into the Premier League a little bit? I think. Um, um, Yes and actually no. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, can we go to Spain first? We'll work our way up the continent. Sure. Or up the world, whatever map. Um, mm-hmm. Xavi, he's he's had enough. Right. Xavi's had enough. He's saying you don't understand the pressure. 
I don't get enough praise. I don't get enough credit. This job's so hard. I'm like, all of that is true, but you must have known that going in. I think sometimes you might not realize until you're in it. Like I think, mm. I think what happened with Jeff is like he just feels like I'm trying, and everybody's just BDB with a stick, and he's just like, it's just not worth it. Like, what's the point? Um, yeah. I think after his after he said those things, I think a lot of players came out and said like, this is on us. Like we're just not performing well enough. Um, and I and I think I do tend to agree, but also Barcelona made some horrendous decisions. One of them being like even Lewandowski was a horrendous decision. Like this is a striker on the down. And I get this is their current financial situation. This is their current pull. Blah blah blah. But I think Xavi just expected that people would put everything into context. I think he won the league last season, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so you know, <clears throat> I think. He's trying to put it in a polite way of like, well, this is the players I have. This is the situation where, and if you guys can't like understand the context, then what's the point? Um, and I think I see that a little bit. I, I think they have a pretty bad squad. I, I I don't think, I mean, they have a couple of youngsters coming through that are that is helping, but I don't think their squad is anywhere near good enough to do anything useful. I mean, Oriol Romeo plays. Mm. They let him play football. That is not a good sign no no and i, I think Lewandowski is in that same boat like i don't i think he's pretty much past it gundigan is a good player but again different player in a system that has world-class players around him compared to like i need you to carry an entire midfield so i just don't think it works i i just i don't really understand what barcelona's mo is right now to to most point the squad is crap but the squad is also that way because we know that they're in financial straits and they've made horrible decisions and they're trying to get out of this hole so like he's talking about the pressure from i guess the media and from the fans and i'm like who wouldn't have the pressure from the media and the fans? like I, I i'm not convinced that that's like i think he took it personally to an extent yes but i'm not sure that's the full reason i think there's obviously something going on that we're not aware of because you don't go from winning the league by 10 points to being, you're going to qualify for the Champions League. Let's be real. You are going to qualify for the Champions League. Whoever is in fifth is associated is not going to catch you at this point. It's not going to happen. So, like, you're going to bring money to Barcelona by finishing the Champions League. You are not expected to win it again. I think that was a bit of a fluke, and everyone should have understood that. So, like, leaving now, it's a bit of a cop-out to me and running away, but... I, I, he could also have been chased away in some way and he's saving face right now with the organization. It could Maybe. be that because it doesn't really add up to me. Like pressure and socios and this, uh, that, like, that's a given. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Maybe. There, there's also, like, he played for peak glorious Barcelona, right? Like, Barcelona in his head is a certain thing. And it just, it's not the same thing anymore. Like he rocks up. I mean, he, knew, he obviously he knew who was there and who was in the squad, and that the situation had changed. But again, to Mo's point earlier, like maybe you just don't really get it until you're there and you see the difference in quality between what you were used to and like Marcus Alonso in training. Like it's 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 something very different to what he was used to. And maybe he's realized like also the financial situation is horrendous and getting worse. And he's perhaps realized like I'm not going to be able to get this back to to where I think it needs to be. Yeah, and I think Barcelona as a club, either with Xavi or without Xavi, have made some still crazy decisions recently financially. I mean, Ferran Torres, they paid 
way too much money for um rafinha they paid way too much money for like mm -hmm. i get paying money but like not on a ferran torres and a rafinha like not the, like not if if your fans are demanding you win the champions league in the league every season like that's not the signing that you go and spend that much money on um and then you have an extremely slow midfield like yes great technical players and like gundogan and frankie and even pedri and gavi yeah fantastic but extremely slow right you're missing a physicality then you look on the other side you have a chimeni kamavinga jude belling like, you know I'm not saying that's the the recipe, but you need a bit of a balance. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they've just lost a bit of a balance in their team. Even even Lewandowski up top, like no physicality either there. So it's just overall, I think um, it was always going to end in tears. Like the fact that they won the league last season was a bit of a, a bit of a, a fluke, a bit of a lucky one that everybody else just was not performing well either. Um, Real Madrid's especially so yeah i think i think you're right he's copping out early because it is quite early to do that like you could wait until the summer after the season and, and say that and leave or whatever but i think he just maybe wanted to take the pressure away from the club a little bit and just say you know what guys i'm leaving just kind of hang in there for four months and we'll reset you know and, may and maybe guilt trip his squad into some better, better performance yeah. <laughs> but he's can you see him managing anywhere else in europe i feel like no, he's like he's going to be in saudi and six months to a year like i just don't see him taking any other european job really well it could be the same path as most other people that gerard's the uh mm. even lampard a little bit gary neville like they try it Henri, right you could always doesn't mean you're just because you tried your first job doesn't mean that you're always gonna continue down that path a lot of people try one managerial role and then go no thank you alan Shearer, tony adams blah 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 right different scales obviously but that happens you know not everybody turns out to be let's say an arteta or I don't know, even Solskjaer at this point looks like he just tried one club and he's not that interested in getting back. You know, there's a lot more of those than there are like Arteta's and I'm trying to think who else recently, like a Chappie, Javi Alonso. Maybe. So, you know, I mean, he, he did win the league, but like he did, he did well. I, I, I can weirdly, I can see like two options for him. One is like probably you know he's he loves qatar he's a qatar ambassador he played there towards the end i can see him going to one of their clubs and like just chilling living the rest of his mm -hmm. life but i can also see beckham going i got messi suarez alba right like those are the three he got why are these bubbles listeners can't see but on Streamyard, this i moved my hand and the balloons showed up yeah, David Beckham. Oh. Ah, true, true, true. Like I can see him doing that. Like, yeah, that's a good like, point. Really that's a good point. That's actually it. Would be cool to have Xavi managing them, and then Iniesta can be like the tea lady, and uh, <laughs> just bring the whole, bring the whole. You know, PK can somehow come in and do something. Be like the tax accountant. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of things you can really bring the band back together. Ooh, Busquets is there too, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. How are they getting away with this? Because I know MLS has like the four well, one DPs is it one of them? thing. Like... Is it three DPs or four DPs? Because if it's three, one of them is not getting paid. <laughs> That's what getting paid under like, the table. Who's who's playing for free? It's probably Suarez. Probably because Suarez. Because you know how desperate he was to get over there. Suarez you is playing what? with empanadas at this point. Have you seen that? You know what? At this point... I swear, Neymar has zero motivation in life. He might look at that and go, you know what? I'm going to join and just do flick, flick, anything and yeah. enjoy my life in Miami. I swear, like, he's he's a couple more fat accusations away from just quitting the whole thing. So, I, I you know, it's not, it's not, I just think it's not unrealistic that he just says, you know what? 
I'm going to just go join my boys and make up for all the years I missed out on Messi by joining PSG. And I'll just, you know, play in Miami. Imagine, imagine that. Did you see the video that he posted yep. in response to it? wasn't that convincing. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have posted that video. Yeah, but no. it got them. It got them. He, he should have he let that go. He should have. Uh-huh. But, like, the thing is, right? To your point, I can see him doing that too. Like, like the Inter Miami thing. Because, look, for some reason, a lot of these guys are feeling a lot of pressure to play in Saudi. Like, whatever it is, we've yeah, heard Benzema is, is upset. And like, well, forget the other stuff. Like, what I didn't expect, because we know like only two thousand fans show up like per game. It is if it's not like a Ronaldo Benzema. Apparently, when Gosh. Neymar got injured, no one came to watch Al Hilal anymore. <laughs> but if they're not playing, it's a problem. But apparently, Benzema was like the fans were upset at his performances, and I couldn't understand it because I thought, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole here about this, but like. Benzema is showing up. <laughs> yeah, he arrived. Right. I don't, I don't, I'm confused. <laughs> like, yeah, how much vitriol you could spew at him to make him close down his Instagram and make him want to flee the country. Like, he's showed up. Your league is not a real thing. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> all this, like, Saudi league is a good league on. Like, we all know it's bullshit, right? Like, we all understand that. So, like... Look, if he showed up in Toronto, MLS is a thing. I get it. If he Ben showed up in Toronto tomorrow, I'm not saying a word. He could right. sit on a literal chair in the middle of the field. Okay, and I would be like, fair enough. Now I get that, that. Like, you really should care. I get it. You should. But I'm not certain that I <laughs> would be like, oh fuck you, Benzema. I didn't put in your best performance. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Yeah, but 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 outside of the whole like to be fair too, outside of the whole international view of the Saudi League and all these like there were let's say a million people that support these clubs each. So like they care about the club and they care about their local league. It's not their fault that whoever MSC or whatever the, the Sheikh's name is, whatever MSB or whatever they call it, <laughs> like it's not it's not, blue to me. Yeah, yeah, that guy. It's not their fault that now it's a joke league. Like it's like they, yeah. they their whole life they support this team and they want him to win the local league. Yes, it's a local league, but it's their league. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. They might, you know, how there are some city fans that were just like, yeah, it was better before yeah. all the money. Like there may genuinely be fans that are just like, no, nah, this is shit now. But the problem is that like support someone in Bahrain or something. Like, like what's his? Name? I forget the name of his club. Like whatever his the club Ooh, he joined, Itahad. I think it's Itihad. Al Itihad, yeah. So are we suggesting, right? Ironically, the guy he replaced... uh, sorry, ironically, ironically means huh? uh, unity. Oh wow! Okay. Ironically yeah. means unity. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> like, uh, are we suggesting that the guy, whoever he replaced, whoever he who was playing up the top nine instead of Benzema, was really putting in performances that were that much better that the fans really really loved it? Is he that was what giving 100%, percent Bernie. That's the point. <laughs> Bro, w- mo- listen, more than I lived in this region, okay? Giving 100% does not mean shit. In that, in that part of the world, it's stargazing. That's what they that's what we did. It was just I we used to go to like this this cafe to watch Champions League games, okay? Whoever won this, like I remember when uh, Ronaldinho was it, right? Remember, remember everyone had Ronaldinho jersey. Then 
Kaká. Everyone had Kaká the next year. Then Cristiano won the Champions League. It was Cristiano, then Messi. All the Ronaldo shirts went away. It's just hopping from star to star to star in that region. The cheers for nutmegs are a thousand times louder than the cheers for goals. It just is. <laughs> it just is. That's the enjoyment. It's it's Jogo Benito all day long, and goals are whatever. Like I don't care. I want to see a rainbow flick and a through the legs and step overs, and which is why a lot of that region love Ronaldo a lot more than Messi is because they he caters to what they want to see in a footballer. Crazy. Speaking of which, did you see the, um, you know, the story about like Messi signed his first contract with Barcelona on a napkin when he was a teenager? Yeah. That napkin just sold for 300,000 pounds or something at an auction. That sounds low. For a napkin. Yeah, honestly, sounds low. Unreal. Yeah, but I'm surprised it's still a story. (laughs) I saw, I have David Beckham on Instagram and he's currently like doing an Asian tour. And my God, it's as if he's still playing to this day. Wild. The fans, the fandom, the craze around his visit. Like, it's still as if he is playing till today. The band has not lost his Asian touch. Because he had that continent on lock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, rem- I remember there were Japanese fans trying to get into his hotel room to lick his toilet seat after he'd stayed there. Remember that? I think that Did was like know- in 2002. Did you know that, uh, speaking of, Madonna used to take off the toilet seats from her like tours and stuff because people would sell them online? <laughs> wow. She did. Yeah, she used to like take it home with her because like it would just be like too much. Like People would be selling it online, her toilet seat. That's crazy. So now she's got, Is... she's got a massive room of toilet seats. Sure, yeah. Well, she needs <laughs> it. She's like 77. I'm, I'm curious because you just, you just brought Beckham. Like, if... I'm, I'm like, the question for me is like at the height of popularity, right? Right. Who who did like is was is Mess or Messi Ronaldo more popular than Beckham or was Beckham more no. popular than Beckham? Beckham was more popular and without the social media extent that we have today. Imagine Beckham with today's social mm. media. Just imagine, like Beckham, like people like Messi and enjoy mm. Messi and they say he's the goat. Ronaldo's a little bit more like Beckham than Messi in the sense of like his fandom and his start yes but beckham was like every boy wanted to be beckham not just like oh i like beckham it's like i want to be him like you don't understand like i need to be you as opposed to like mm. oh i appreciate you like you know what i mean beckham was like i would like to become you like almost every boy was like i need to become you somehow. yeah yeah a lot of people yeah. were like i'd love messi's talent but i don't want to look like that yeah, I, I'm like a he's a, for the full package with the with the <laughs> wife, with the money, with the style, with the hair, with everything. Alex, did you have? Is it bro cream or bra cream? Did, did you ever bro buy it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's the most most right. It's true. Yeah, it's true. it was it was horrible stuff. I switched very quickly afterwards, but it, but yeah, I definitely tried to buy it. Yeah, I, got I definitely the perfume, bought it. I got the underwear. I got everything he touched. <laughs> Anything he touched, the glasses, he did glasses and pour your money or whatever. Everything he touched. I was like, yep, I need it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. But there are some scary pictures of Mohan's phone, I'm very sure. Have you seen? So you, you, saw during the, have at it. you saw during the uh, Beckham documentary where even players like Ronaldo and Zidane or whatever were like, when the first um, preseason happened, even they were like, I have never seen or imagined that I would have ever seen anything 
like that, like the streets lined up in Japan. But they're like, even them, as famous as they are, having already yeah. won multiple World Cups and blah, blah, blah. They're like, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Uh, somewhere else, the streets will be lined at the end of this season is Liverpool when Jurgen Klopp does his final walk from, unless this is all a trick. Unless this is all a trick. I don't know, man. After the, the performance against Chelsea, I'm wondering whether maybe he'll, at the end of the season, he'll be like, I was just joking. Ha ha. This was just a big joke and uh, as a motivational tool. <laughs> he doesn't even sound that German. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the only way that they're going to end up winning this league is if the referees keep keep doing their thing. For Liverpool, because I'm a, I'll be honest, it's been a bit of a disgrace since that game against Tottenham. The calls they've been getting have been a bit, a bit suspect. Like I get you want to make up for one bad game with the next game, but like, do you really need to do it for the next three to four months? I, I'm just, I don't know. There's been some calls. There's been some calls. It's including this Chelsea game. I, I mean, the the Van Dijk one was, I, I'm 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 worried. Okay, like. I'm just worried because I saw it and I thought he's kicked him, right? Like I asked someone else, kicked him, right? <laughs> All of Twitter believes this Van Dyke has kicked this man. Like this was assault, effectively. And they just went, no. How, uh, Van Dyke in particular keeps getting away with this. And yeah, I'm not sure Bernie, why. But Bernie, when you saw him kick the guy, did you try to look at the clip while you never walk alone play in the background? Yeah, because that's then, all of a sudden, you don't really see the kick. It's <laughs> weird it's really how that works. I turned, I brought the speakers closer and I turned it on real <laughs> loud just so I could experience it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arteta was, Arteta was there coaching you too. <laughs> no, look, they, they, they've had some, they've had some, they've been on the, on the right end of it, some yeah. pretty 50 50 decisions um, or 60, 40, 70, 30 decisions even. But, they're playing really well. They're scoring mm -hmm. goals for fun, and like, yeah, that you know that was a bad decision, but they mullered Chelsea here. Like Chelsea would. Yeah, no, I them. agree. I agree. And and look, the reason it's not going to get talked about a lot is because they destroyed yeah. Chelsea. But in the Premier League, I think the margins are so fine that anything can turn a game. You know what I mean? Like a penalty here, a penalty there. Things can things can change. It's when you you know when you don't get two penalties called against you, it is easy to then leave four one winners. Is all I'm saying. But yes, you're right. Okay. The reason it's not going to get talked about a lot is because they looked like they deserve deserve to win the game anyways. They destroyed Chelsea. They you know McAllister had an unbelievable game in midfield, um, and they keep getting away with this in our minds like unbalanced midfield. You know, without like a, a destroyer or a physical presence or blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, no Trent. And then all of a sudden this kid from the academy comes through at 20 years old and does the exact same thing <laughs> Trent would have done in that exact same. That finish for his goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah. I looked at that and I went, I don't know how many strikers can put that. That was so calm. He just went, I'm just going to pass it into the corner. Yes, it might be completely off and look stupid, but this is the only way to actually score. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was so mature for his age. He's also shown that in only one game that he can actually defend and attack. So yeah, he's I already that was a better player that. than Trent. So yeah. <laughs> on brand. yeah. On I get I I gave Alex the eyes when he caught it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think 
you know, Mo, Mo said that they're lacking a physical presence in midfield. I think they've abandoned that and they've just got it up front. Because Darwin is, well, I think he set a new record today. Four, four times he hit the woodwork. No one's ever done that in one match before, including a penalty miss. I mean, he's just, he's a spectacular fool, but he does put a ton of work in and he runs people ragged. And I think they don't need a physical presence in midfield because he's just exhausted everyone else so much. He's the kind of player where it's it's that, ooh, but wait till it clicks or wait yeah. till it goes one foot inside every time. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's those, he's those players that just the hope. There's so much hope with Darwin of like, oh, he's doing all the other hard stuff. All it has to happen now is for him to find the net, and it's going to be insane. This is going to be the next coming of Ronaldo. <laughs> like, okay, sure, but he he has been a lot more useful than I think you know people give him credit for because you know the jokes and the this and the that. Um, but it's the, the thing about Liverpool is the ability to play this way with anybody on the field. No Salah, no Trent. Oh, no problem. Jota comes in. Connor, whatever comes in. You know, Konate now all of a sudden is having being one of the best center backs in the league, if not the world. This season. like Klopp has managed to create a system that anyone drops in. And for me, that's always the test of the best teams is can you just drop random people into your yeah. setup and come out with the exact same performance and result? And now yeah. Robertson is back. Mm. Yeah. I think it's it's most your point. It's a testament to good management or good coaching, right? And then you look at it and it's like you're leaving now because they have re they've almost done sort of reinventing the team, right? They've done the mm -hmm. midfield. Uh, they're gonna Diaz gonna be there for a bit. Joss will be there for a bit, I'm sure. Darwin, well, I don't know. It's weird when everyone else in the club finishes better than you and the striker. That's 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 suspicious. But they have to the replace Salah. They will. Them. Yeah, the defense. Maybe they got to switch it because you know it's that that team that group has been together a bit. Like at least Trent Van Dyke and what's his name, Robert. Robertson. Mm -hmm. So there's still some to do, but that midfield is solid. So it's not a bad place for him to leave the club, especially with an ethos. If they have someone that can keep motivating them, which I think if they bring in Javi Alonso, it will happen. Yeah, somebody I mean, that's, said that's it's better guy, than right? how, how Ferguson left United, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. It is. But Ferguson didn't really mean to leave United the year that he did. Like, he meant to leave earlier, and then City won the league, and he was like, ah, I can't be having that. And he stayed on for a bit longer. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> bought himself up with Van Persie as a little treat. Yep, yep. That's a legacy. Uh, you have to save the legacy, man. I think I take care of Numero Uno first, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah it'll yeah. be interesting to see their, their end of cycle like the Van Dykes, the Salah, the Klops if they all leave at the same time what that would do right for sure but I mean it, we have to say like he's been unbelievable he took, yep. he, he took over Liverpool I forget when it was 2014, 15 and he said like within five years we'll have won the league and to be honest we all laughed at him and like they did it, and they've only done it once, admittedly, but they've—that's because they've come up against an absolute juggernaut in City. And like in any other time, in any other era, if Pep Guardiola, you know, had decided a few years ago that he was tired, they'd have a bunch more titles. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And like he—he he picked, he—he—he he, he got, he joined them when they were like eighth or something, and like and the really downfall. And then he started to, you know, the build and the continue money. Windfall obviously helped, but it was still a big decision to, to do so. And then from there, it was uphill. 
And I think obviously the club is built like to his um, in his kind of image. Um, and I would say that the whole like I'm exhausted, I'm tired thing is actually quite believable because mm-hmm. I mean, as an Arsenal fan last year, we kind of tried to fight City for the title. And it was exhausting just watching it on TV. <laughs> Imagine doing it for six years or five years or however many years and like failing with 90 plus points. Multiple, yeah. three seasons out of four. Like what was the season they got? Points. Did they get like 97 or 98 and City beat them by a point? I mean, like, by a point. yeah. yeah. So like to, 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 to get to come back from that and go again and go again, like I can see that being extremely exhausting. And I think he wants to kind of leave on a high. Um, and he still, again, they are, they are, you know, in line for a quadruple. They could still win it all with the Europa League. Like they could, they could. still do it. Yeah, that's they're top of the league, right, or something. Yeah, yeah like by that. like four or five points, aren't they? And uh, I, I think also, to monitor your point, like he is an exhausting person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he clearly like does a lot and is extremely involved. Like Ferguson did uh, delegate a lot of things. Right, he was a manager. He is like he didn't even do coach training sessions. <laughs> he would get reports and then go, "What the hell are you doing?" Klopp seems to live every single moment of everything, so I can imagine it would be exhausting. Honestly, I feel similar thing about Arteta. I feel like if Arteta is manager of Arsenal in five years, I would actually be surprised. Well, forget yeah. sacking. Like, say things are going well, I think he would just drain himself. And Pep, remember Pep? He left Barcelona on his own, right? Like, he can he like, take a sabbatical or something? Yeah, yeah, he did. I think I think he got exhausted. I think mm-hmm. City isn't exhausting for him because the pieces are around him. He doesn't seem to be as in, like transfers. Apparently, he's not even as involved in those. You know, he says thank you to Chiki for getting me this guy. I didn't know about him before. <laughs> like, he's not as active, and I think that's the that's how you stay in. But Klopp just has to be involved. And it's mentally exhausting for him. And, like, I get it. I get it for him. And he's done a good job. Yeah, but, so, but, but where does he yeah. go? Because he's ruled himself out of any other English club. He mm-hmm. is Mr. Dortmund, which means, you know, you'd logically think maybe he wouldn't go to Bayern. So what does that leave you? That leaves you Barcelona, Real Madrid. And what? Like, I have, Yeah, I have to be honest. I find it really difficult to see him doing either of those jobs. For a start, because I'm not sure how well his whole thing is is emotion and passion and what have you, and I, I don't know that he can get that across in broken Spanish or in English that then gets translated mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. I mean, obviously, but that those squads are very international, but still, it's not the same. Um, and also, he just likes maybe, maybe I'm I'm giving him too much credit, but he seems to like a bit of a project, or he likes a club that isn't like the top club, but it's the level below and he can elevate it. And so maybe Atletico Madrid, if Diego Simeone ever yeah, decided point. to leave. I mean, if they're still used to that passion and whatever, he'll just get to play a bit more attacking football. It's not a bad shout. Like, he would kind of fit, I think, Diego's mold of, like, passion first and rally around. And blah, blah. It's actually not a bad shout, but... But Diego's yeah, he, But, but yeah, there's also know. Germany. But I said no Bayern. Right, no, so what like is he gonna do? Like... Maybe oh. a Syri- maybe a Serie A team just to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, like they n- none of them have money, but it could be interesting. <laughs> like an Atalanta <laughs> or something, just for jokes. <laughs> well, any Italian team he takes over is a challenge to get over the, the yeah. hump and get them back to where they where they used to be. Listen, but... he'll, he'll get offers from absolutely everyone. 
but yeah yeah i don't know it, it's really depends maybe he doesn't want to do anymore like maybe this is it who knows he's actually older than he looks because of the teeth and the i hair think the barcelona stuff. thing would would be interesting i think it would be i know he wants to take a year off but sometimes people change their mind from that sometimes they just feel like all you need is two months of of the summer and then you're like okay maybe not um it just always feels while you're like while you're exhausted you're like i need two years off and then you yeah, take yeah. a week and you're like i'm bored out of my mind yeah. um or his I wife mean... just pushes him to get a job because she can't stand him at home <laughs> um, I, yeah i think i think barcelona i mean who are barcelona gonna go and get you know it's not gonna be jose Mourinho. Klopp. i'm sure they're gonna talk to him at least and try and convince him because he'd be he'd have to think the top candidate for that job or right. the, can, the top candidate they want for him, I hope I hope he doesn't do that, and I hope he doesn't pull like a Conte, and like just takes anything like because he wants to get back in the game. Like, take your time, pick who you want. Like, a good good enough offer will come up. Like Real Madrid to me, I don't I don't see Klopp turning down Real Madrid because Ancelotti is two years left. But I can see them going, you know, let's phase mm. Ancelotti out, let's give him a director spot or something, and let's bring Klopp in. Like I, 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 who wouldn't want to manage Bellingham and Mbappe? Like I get he likes yeah, the challenges, but like, especially if he takes that year off, which is Ancelotti just signed a new contract, so Ancelotti mm-hmm. can have this season, next season, and then Klopp could join the season after that. Like just have it lined up. Yeah, um, yeah. That's but a potential. Also, that... Yeah. Sorry, I was gonna, just going to say that Ancelotti also. I mean, he loves the Real Madrid job, but he also doesn't care. So like yeah, if yeah. in a year they were like, do you mind just stepping aside? He'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. It'll be interesting. I think there's going to be a big managerial kind of carousel soon, if not this summer, the summer after. But you know, you've got Xabi Alonso. Is he going to stay another season at Leverkusen, or is he going to, you know, try and take the Liverpool job, or you know, they they see you know, the Barcelona job is going to be empty. Jose Jose mm-hmm. Mourinho's out of a job. You know, there seems to be a lot of managerial stuff that is going to come up in the near future. Yep, the Manchester mm-hmm. United job will come up. Yep, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, Bernie, what, do you want to uh, get anything about Marcus Rashford off your chest? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, generally the answer is yes, but like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I understand. Like, did he uh, apologize? Yeah, it's, it's too done. late to apologize. Okay, so he apologized. <laughs> so he did what Sancho wouldn't do, and now he's gonna play again. Yeah, it's 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 done. Like, I don't. The guy yeah. did a thing that most football players actually do. Like, we've seen the videos of like people on what's that nitrogen thing or whatever. Like, Nitrous we've oxide. seen we've seen these guys do all sorts of stuff, but no one ever talks about what the repercussions is again it's Manchester united it's rashford it's the chaos of the tabloids and he did wrong and he apologized we move on like i don't understand what the big deal is i don't know how to explain it bernie i honestly don't know how to explain it but like with rashford i just i always feel not that i'm blaming him but like that he can do more like and i don't know how to explain it like i just feel he can take his career and his destiny a lot more by the scruff of the neck and just make it go differently. Like, I don't know. I just feel he's a bit too happy to just go. I play for Manchester United. It is what it is. Like, I don't know. I just, I can't, I just want more. I want him to be like, no, I'm not going to let this pass me by without like that. being somebody. 
more than that. what I am. Because he's not, he, he's only somebody because it's like Manchester United and whatever, and he had a couple of good seasons. But like, I feel like go and be more than whatever it is you are right now. I'm actually upset that he's on the contract he's on because it makes him unmovable. He can't go anywhere. Like he's locked in there because no one's going to pay that that money apart from Saudi. Like no one, no club yes, that would be good. No one, no club that would be good for him can afford him. Yes. So yes, but I he, think, that's what I mean by he should. If he thinks it's the move, it means he takes what two hundred and fifty k instead of four hundred and seventy five or whatever the <laughs> hell he's on. Then that's what I mean. Like do that move. Like I'm not saying necessarily leave United. I'm just saying even at United, like just. Be a bigger cog. Be more like professional. Be more like I want to make this happen. Be like I'm going to take this team on my shoulders. Like I don't know. I just feel like he's still a bit of a kid, even though he's not that young anymore. Like I, I think know. you're right. I think you're right. I think the only thing I'll add to that is that like this is a guy. Again, you said a couple good seasons. Absolutely true. In those seasons, he was the main guy. Those seasons that, and one of them, he broke his back playing for the club. Which is why I always get offended when people are on his case in a toxic way because quite literally broke his back when he shouldn't have been like should have been resting, wanted to play every game. Not many players have that kind of dedication to a club, but this is his child. He lives like a stone's throw away from the place, like he was born like not too far away. They have literal graph, um, what's those things, murals of murals. him in his hometown, right next to the place. He is a homebody. That's that he's a local boy, and that's what he loves. It's a bit like Beckham in the documentary. He never wanted to leave. Forget the fact mm-hmm. that they were successful. Again, this is his club. Totti, Roma, this is his club. You want you want to be Capitano. You don't think he's getting too comfortable? No problems. I don't think it's about comfort. I think he's getting comfortable in the sense of his brother's his agent and is not a good advisor to him. You I can't think... be that comfortable. Have you seen the gym? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think when you have too much family around you, like they're there to coddle you, not necessarily to tell mm. you like, hey, Push like you. if you yeah. if like watch like sports agents in the states, they those guys are like, stop doing this fucking shit, you're gonna ruin the money, like fuck off, like they're that, that kind of attitude. His brother's like, like got arrested for something in the states or whatever. Like he's not a serious human being to be taking your career. But mm. I think to your point, you want to see him go. This club is shit, and I'm really really good. I want to go somewhere else and go like be elite and do those things okay so and here's it's an very, example very hard when that when you're a hometown boy it just is here's so an boring. example that's fine yeah that that's about leaving let's say not leaving i don't hear anything about you know you hear about the big players at other clubs i don't hear anything about you know rashford being unbelievable to the point where he goes guys if you don't show me your plan if you don't make the right signings if you don't do this i'm gonna leave right that's the thing big players do at big clubs if they feel like they're the they're the big kahuna right I feel Rashford's just like, okay, well, well, let's see what they do and we'll go with the flow and this manager, they're going to get this guy, then this guy, then this guy. Where's the whole, like, I just want him to be more like, I'm going to leave if you don't do this, this, and this. Sign the right players, sign the right manager, sign the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, what's your plan for the next three years? You want him to to do what I'm just going to go with the flow. I want him to do what I think any big player, especially when everyone around him is shit. Yeah, Van Persie. Van Persie told Arsenal, one, two, Mm -hmm. three, they said no, he said bye. Right? Like, I just... I just How many of those he, guys taking... did it in the club that is their hometown? Totti never did it. And Roma want, were shitty shit. Alessandro Del Piero went relegated with them. Everyone else abandoned them. Right? I'm, just, I'm just giving you an example of when it is your club, yeah, I guess. right? I guess. You will do whatever you need to do unless they chase you out. And I think this season he's feeling like he's starting to be chased out. 
by the, by a lot of fans and maybe the club has not been as like okay accommodating because yeah he did something wrong but like I don't think he feels there's accommodating to him but when it's your home club it's very difficult to chase people out of those I don't know an example of a guy who loves a club like that like listen yeah yeah no that's I'll, fair. I'll tell you this if Arsenal suck ass for five years Saka's not gonna try and leave I don't see him as that guy mm. I, I, sure I just don't see him as that guy I'm not sure about that at all he doesn't I just, strike I, me I just as, don't, that, as that. I just don't feel like Rashford's number one aim is to win trophies. I think his number one aim is to play football, enjoy it, have fun, and play for Manchester United. I just don't see it as like, get me the trophies. I just don't see that hunger behind the eyes of like, I need to win a trophy every well, season, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if if that's the standard, then none of the United players would stay there ever. Right, right, right. That's why I'm only picking. That's why I'm only picking the one that I think, the only one potentially, maybe him <laughs> and Bruno, that has any right to say something like that. Uh, I don't just disagree on, with on the Bruno thing. Timo Werner now has more assists than him this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and but yeah. and if I was Bruno, that would piss me off because it speaks to. So here's a stat. Yeah, then we'll get to Luton. Luton have more goals than Manchester United. Bruno has more expected assists. Bruno has more assists than anyone in the league. <laughs> so, like, they, they it's showing change. you these guys are fucking up. They need to change it. He needs his own formula now because what is an expected assist for everyone else cannot be the same for him because of the people that are on the end of it. But, but on on the other hand, Anthony's back. So, so... you know, he tapped it in against freaking third division, whatever. So he's ready. And he's back. Thank God. He pointed. Everything's happening now. So Anthony's good. agent said that the rumors of him being offered to Saudi are false and that he's focusing on winning and improving his numbers. I shit you not. That was a quote. Improving his numbers. I'm like, you can't even stat pad right. Like, you can't even do it. What do you mean? Oh man! But anyway, I think I think to me the Rashford thing is a bit overblown. But I just I don't see a hometown boy, like I don't I don't know a good example of someone who's that dedicated. And at Manchester United, I don't, there's no precedent for it. Like no one's ever done that at Manchester United. Who was a hometown boy? Because well, you guys were like, usually good, loving. so there's Film no level. reason. Yeah, but even when they were even when they were bad in the '80s and stuff, there was exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, maybe I'm it's just the culture of the club. Bit of a different different lens of like I want you to go out there and be like Vinicius, you know, be, be that somebody. guy, be somebody. Because we know we can. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about. Um, you mentioned Arsenal. Saka, Arsenal won two uh, one against Nottingham Forest. I think they've never won at the Forest Ground for like three or four attempts or something like that. So it was a bit of a, it was a game where I think most Arsenal fans are wanting to see if we can actually score a goal, uh, which has been really a from low bar. Play. Yeah, yeah, from open play. Even when we beat Palace 5-0 the other day, it was like two goals and a counter. I can't, Anyways, it just didn't feel convincing even after scoring five goals. So this game actually was going fine. Uh, beginning was a bit still the same of like, oh, can you break down, you know, 11 men behind the ball? And Gabriel Jesus just not really being a striker, which just annoyed me so much. Uh, because again, some games need just a big guy, a Vlavic, a Tony, just inside, just get ahead on something as opposed to like, okay, trying to flick, flick, flick for like 60 minutes before, you know, Martin, Martin, before uh, whatever Matt Turner puts it in his own net. You know what I mean? Like it just felt like it's not good enough. It felt like Liverpool are going to, 
destroy us next week. Yes or no? If Giroud were in the squad, he'd be top scorer. Well, our top... Wait, he just needs six goals, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would literally need six goals to be the top scorer. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I like seeing at least Saka score. That was nice. Um, yeah. With his right foot, a bit of a confidence. But he, he's been, again, by his... By the standards that he's setting for himself, having a bit of a quiet season, but that's all of our attack. But again, when you look at the stats, he's got like 13 assists and 10 goals or something like that. So, you know, he's doing fine. He's just not setting the world alight like he was last season. I think Martinelli is another one um, that's not doing that either. So when the front three are all not not um, not on form, it is tough. It's but even tough to watch. Now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people... People like him because of the connection with the club and the youngster and coming through and stuff. I don't I don't feel that. So to me, he's just like whether you play well or you don't play well, and I don't think he's good enough to kind of start for us if we're trying to win the big, big trophies. But that's just me. Is that a function of him being injured, though? Like, wasn't he, like, really, really good before that? Dude, that's, yeah, that's he, he was really, really he good when we were shit. Him and yeah. But he was nah, really good. The, I mean, season, I mean, people will tell you he's... Also finished fifth. Oteta's second. Yeah. Yeah, he saved Arteta's job. He saved Arteta's yeah. job as a story, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You can have a purple patch of form. I just don't think you can take us to the Premier League or the Champions League playing in our midfield every week, even if you're fit. I just don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, Fair and enough. unfortunately, I've I've grown as a uh, as someone who watches football in the sense of like I now watch his defensive contributions. Which are worse than what I would do if I was on the field. So unfortunately, oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm not having that. I'm also like watching it, going, "Oh yeah, you track back horrendously. You give zero presence in midfield when it comes time to defend." And I think that matters, and I, I think that's why Arteta doesn't play him a lot. But I think, yeah, and when when everyone's fit, he's not going to make make this team. We get that. But your third, like big picture, right? Third. Tied on points, so City have a game in hand, 46. You're going to make the Champions League. Is that is that a, a reflection of where this team actually is? Like, was last season a little bit of a yep. mis, mis, misdirection a little bit? And, like, this is where you are, and that's not a bad thing? Because I, I you, you don't sound like... excited, Mo, and I'm like... Yeah, like, Arsenal aren't an exciting team this season. Like last season, yeah. they were an exciting team. The previous two seasons, in fact, they were an exciting football team. Yep. They're not an exciting team now. And and part of that is because Arteta bought some of the wrong people in the summer. I think we all know who those people are. Um, and part of it is that he seems to want more control over games than, than they had. I don't think that's necessary. I don't like I think blowing teams away 3-4-0 in the first half was a much, was a much better approach to, to winning football games. Um, but this is where he wants to take it, and I guess he wants yeah. it to be. Maybe he feels it's more sustainable. Like at, towards the end of the season, they won't burn out or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, they're not. They're not exciting. Yeah, Bernie. I think it's it's not about. I don't think myself, and I, I think I can speak for Alex to say like I don't think we ever measure seasons by the trophies that come at the end. I think we measure them by like how we feel through them and how exciting they've been. Last season, I mean, some people who who are old enough to have watched Arsenal win every single trophy throughout their you know throughout their watching life say that last season was one of the best they've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And it was an unbelievable season from an experience perspective. I think this season, why I'm not excited is that the games are just not fun to watch. We're not mm-hmm. as exciting. We're not scintillating. And that comes down to, yes, what Arteta wants to do, 
it comes down to some big pieces missing and you know the party injury the timber injury the uh, Havertz experiment not working etc etc and it also comes down to unfortunately that now teams are also like oh yeah Arsenal are good I'm just gonna sit back and now you have to break me down as opposed to last season where it's like yeah who cares you're eighth fifth and like you're probably nobody right and then we kind of took everybody by surprise um I, I that's all it is it's just not as exciting of a season as as a watcher as a viewer Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair yeah th- there actually aren't very many exciting teams this season. Oh, like City are. I mean, City have never really been that exciting to watch. Like the individual moments of brilliance from De Bruyne. By the way, that that assist for Alvarez from the free mm-hmm. kick, they slid it through. Lovely stuff. The um, weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a pool shot. It was yeah, ridiculous. Um, and you know, Haaland is fun to watch because he's a freak. But like as a team, they're not that fun to watch. You know, Villa have had their moments this season. Spurs are kind of Newcastle fun. Newcastle have their moments because they're so so energetic. But really, like, it's not that that higher quality season in terms of the football that teams are playing. It's 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 extremely intense. But that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess. Whoa, <clears throat> sorry. Tottenham are still in fourth. I'm shocked. They're yeah. only three points behind us, or whatever. Yeah, that feels very strange to me. Because they they lost like half of their team for months and managed to like get grind out enough results to to stay with the rest of them. And now some of the guys are coming back. I don't know. It's kind of unclear what they could do. Yeah, the thing I, with I, is I, that I think it feels the reason why it feels weird that they're in fourth is because they win games that feel so roller coaster that you almost forgot that they won that game. Like it almost feels like, oh, Spurs, like, yeah, they haven't won that many, but like they go through like three twos and coming back from two nails and, and they, they get the three points on the board. But when you watch, you're like, ah, yeah, this was like way too crazy for it to be sustainable kind of thing. Well, this Brentford game was exactly that, right? And and yep. sort of when I, when I look at it in the context of Arsenal, I just kind of thought that Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal were like way ahead of everyone else. And then yeah, it was like no. whoever was in fourth and then a bunch of shit. But like Tottenham are actually close <laughs> they're right there i mean so are villa. Villa, villa have the same same points they're all right yeah, there. Like, and, and it it feels weird because like to i mean this brentford game right like could have got the number of chances brentford actually missed like was ridiculous my guy ivan tony getting in the right positions eventually got his goal but man you should have scored a hat-trick in this game I'm, i don't i hope he didn't bet against himself that's, that's all <laughs> Well, when you when you look at the table, it's, it's always strange. It either affirms what you're what you're thinking is true, your gut feeling, or not. Like for example, Chelsea's only one point behind Manchester United. Sounds you know? about right. That feels right. Yeah, that feels right. I don't know. To me, it feels like Chelsea's having a much worse season than United in my mind. What? <laughs> not to uh, me. Was living it. <laughs> I think the drop the drop happens from sixth, from like West Ham uh, onwards, is the drop. Aston Villa and Spurs are the ones that are kind of keeping up with the rest of the pack. Everybody else mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah. I think the big game yeah. is going to be Arsenal-Liverpool on Sunday. I think that'll pretty much Huge. show whether Liverpool and City are going to just go away with it and battle it out for the top, or there's someone else in the mix. Because if we lose if we lose that game, that's pretty much we're way too far now. Um, and it's going to be the other two kind of fighting for. Obviously, everything's possible, but like, what are the chances? You know, we got to go on like an unbeaten run or whatever. So I think if Arsenal win, it would be good in the sense of for the league just to have at least three teams ish fighting for the title, as opposed to Liverpool and City. 
Uh, when was the last time three teams were actually involved? I can't. It's been a while. Like involved, like it, involved. Like last year, well, I, I guess Leicester. Before Leicester, that, it was just City and and. What Liverpool about Leicester? Leicester, Tottenham, Arsenal. Arsenal? Yeah. Just about, yeah. yeah. Just about. There was that one year where like Wenger, Ferguson, and either Mourinho or Rafa like went went all the way. Basically, I can't remember what year. Was year that, that facts? Facts. Uh, fact season. <laughs> I don't know if it was fact season or not. I, by the way, I miss Rafa. That's why. Now that you said it, I miss, I miss Rafa's presence. Get him in Luton or something. Come on, man. He's at, where is he at? Vigo, isn't he? I think so. I think he's yeah. enjoying his life now. Get him at Luton. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I'm trying yeah. to see. Any... Uh... Hmm. What are you trying oh, to see, Mona? City has. I'm I'm trying to see the tables at the end of everything. I'm trying to find a website where I can just click between years quickly and see the table. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't, don't worry if you're if you're if you were marveling over City, 115 charges. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it'll get sorted in 2037. Ah, 06-07. United 87, Chelsea 85, Arsenal 83. Damn. That was a crazy that sounds like it was fun. Don't remember it. <laughs> Time of our lives, boys. Time of our lives. The good old days. <laughs> uh, Long gone. Uh, all right. We better leave it there for this week. But we'll be back as soon as we can. Cheers, boys. Bye. Later.